And now for another installment of Stream Theory. Oh, hello, and welcome once again, once again to Chez Moi. You know what time it is. We have here some uh, smoked salmon, deviled eggs, some bacon and cheese, deviled eggs, some <laughs> sun-dried tomato, deviled eggs. Why are there so many deviled eggs? Derek, I told you, get something else next time. I'm tired of eggs. Fucking Derek. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Your sorries will only get you so far. Friends, you know what time it is with a spread like this. With all these eggs and such, I tried to come up with an egg pun. It didn't work. It's Stream Theory, okay? We're here. We're reviewing movies for you. My name's Ian. My name's Ben. And Apparently, I'm, I'm the only one doing Stream Theory today. <laughs> I, I, hello. My name is Ian, and I shall be running us through Stream Theory. He's using the royal we. Right. We are so happy you could call it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we're, uh, we're, this is, if it's your first time tuning in, sorry, we should have talked about who was going to do the breakdown. Am I, am I breaking it down? Yeah, why don't you break, break it down. down? Break it down. Yeah. Let's break it down. The breakdown is essentially this. In stream theory, uh, we three goofs, we take a look at some sort of property on a streaming platform, be it movie or television series, and then we examine it through the lens of the good, the bad, and the remake. What does this mean? Well, it means that we start off with a little positivity. We each say two things that we enjoyed about this property, two things that it did well. And then after we've all gotten that sort of sussed out and really, really built them up, we like to tear them down with a little bit of the bad. What that means is we give two critiques, hopefully they are, uh, two critiques apiece, hopefully they are constructive and helpful, we do our best. And, you know, we just sort of air our grievances with whatever this property is. And then finally, we roll around to the remake. What does this mean? What does this mean? Well, if Ian can figure out <laughs> how to speak properly <laughs> this means that <laughs> uh, that when hollywood inevitably recycles whatever story of the property we're talking about in 10 years time and they churn out some cash grab remake what would we do differently in said cash grab remake and that's how we break it down in terms of quality and then we give a rating at the end now we could do this via stars we could do this via numbers that would make a lot of sense <laughs> you are foolish Psych. Oh, no. <laughs> Psych. Fam. Gotcha. We go on the rigorous five-step grading scale that is our own. The first and highest tier being must watch. Self-explanatory, right? You got to go fucking see this thing. It's important. It's great. It's good art. Just below must watch, you've got it's on the list. Now, what does that mean? It means it's on your queue somewhere. You know, you're watching the must watch. And then this one that's just like, it's just as good, but maybe not as important or something. It's just right there behind it waiting. And then just a step below that, you might ask, what, what, what's the middling point? The middling point, my friends, is something for the background. It's inoffensive. You can put it on. You can make dinner. You can eat something you can just have it there now we start to get to the bottom rungs and at the second from the last position you have i would rather wherein we your hosts must come up with some horrid activity we would rather do than subject ourselves to whatever streaming property we're talking about and at the bottom of the barrel scraping up all of the dregs you have what is currently the worst movie we've ever reviewed and watched yes friends you have the kissing booth mm, boy and that's sort of the breakdown of how we do things here at stream theory um what are we talking about today friends we are talking about the popular Netflix original movie, Project Power, which was out on August the 14th. It's directed by Henry Joust and Ariel Shulman, and the screenplay is by Matson Tomlin, and the director of photography, or the cinematographer for some, that person is Michael Simmons. 
All right, and it is starring Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Lovett, Dominique Fishback, and Courtney B. Vance. When a pill that gives its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes hits the streets of New Orleans, a teenager or a teenage dealer and a local cop must team with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation. Oh boy. All right, so I guess this is the time when we get in the good and the bad. This is a good, right? Two goods each, right? That's right? Two goods right. right. Did I do it right? <laughs> you nailed it. Oh, good. Okay, crap. All right, who wants to go first, I guess? It's just first come, first serve. So all these eggs. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can I can go first. I'll go first. All right, all right. Give us um, a good, Matt. The action sequences in this are slick, and uh, for the most part, I would say very easily uh, like followable. There's there's a big mm. problem in a lot of Hollywood movies, action movies, where the the action sequences are so muddy that mm. you're like, I don't know what the fuck just happened, but something happened. <laughs> Transformers. Yep. Well, and honestly, it all stems back to the Bourne movies, which oh, did yeah. them, which did it well, and Very then well. everyone tried to copy it and did it poorly, right. mm-hmm. and you get the like billion cuts, and you're like, I guess that was a fight, but like you <laughs> yes. could have just actually shown me like 300 shots of like a still life painting from different <laughs> angles. I don't know. I'm confused yeah. and a little bit sick now. Right, um, right, right. Whereas this is like the action's clear, it's good. Um, I feel like they do a really good use of slow mo at certain. Mm-hmm moments to kind of help draw your eye it's like it's good superhero action it's solid you know um and and it's like good like quote-unquote street level action for the most of it you know it's not Mm -hmm. like a ton of smashing buildings although there is some there there are some there's some some there's some but they keep it at a very personal scale exactly like it's about there is no galactic danger there is no oh the city block was destroyed yeah yeah uh whereas i think that this is very like yeah i I think that there's something the the action's really good and they keep it rooted in the the main characters that are doing the fighting yeah all right i like that that's Mm -hmm. my first good all right um all right well you know since i introduced it ian do you have a good i'll I'll i I actually i do have a good because in the first like 10 to 15 minutes i could tell i was at the very least going to enjoy a portion of project power due in no small part to their visual style oh yes Mm -hmm. uh there's there's a there's a specific visual style to project power that honestly i felt like it really reminded me of or felt reminiscent of the judge dread reboot ah that's fucking yeah the visual style that accompanied that where everything is a little grimy and it's a little uh dark in, in, in dingy and maybe even a little run down at times but like in seedy definitely a seedy environment that's probably the better word that I'm looking for it's all set in a very seedy environment with like very bright like neon uh, visual style especially in correlation to uh, the drug that is being consumed in like past like you know taking the streets by storm it, it it was a very it was a it was a strong choice it didn't necessarily it i wouldn't necessarily have called it a safe choice i don't think it's a bold choice either but i think that they they established very well this sort of visual language involving uh you know the the drug manipulating dna and all that like we get a lot of those sort of like <laughs> 
I, I can only liken it to that uh, Sam. I, I could probably liken it to other stuff, but the only thing that's sticking in my in my head is the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies, mm. where like you know, like it bites him, and we watch like the electricity crackle up the nerves, and like and like oh, the DNA's being rewritten. Like it felt it felt very reminiscent of that, but fresh. And so the visual style of Project Power, I think, is very striking and very cool. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Right on. Right on. Right on. So that's a good one. Um, okay. Well, I guess it's my turn. Mm-hmm. What you um, got? I got mine is similar to yours, but um, let me know if it's too 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 similar. Uh, the lighting is that is that the same? Mm, not at I, all. No, okay, not at I all. I mean, it's, I know it has something to do with it, that visual style, and uh, yeah. So um, the lighting, the lighting helps a lot with those visuals, and also I have to say this: finding people that can light black people is a godsend. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those things. I think there was an an, an article with uh, oh yes, Issa Rae and Into, Insecure, where they talked about lighting black folks and how not a lot of people know how to do that, or they, you know they don't take the time out to you know do all that, which is ridiculous because 2020, and uh, you should probably learn how, how to <laughs> adequately light black folks, and they did that well here, which is also saying something, and also just it, it highlights that seediness when they where they're in like confined spaces or like bars and stuff. There's a lot of reds, golds. Um, darker black hues of of, of 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 just very awesome primary colors going on here um, mm. to really highlight that almost graphic novel esque feel to it as well, um, mm. which I I really fucking love. They take did take some risks. It is stylized in this yeah. grounded, like 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 they could have gone even further stylized for me. Um, that's not a bad. So but I'm just saying, like it was grounded, but still had that stylization that I really did appreciate it. And they really tried to make it seem as if it was coming straight out of a comic book. I feel um, like actually you can kind of extend that further. The colors in general are yeah. like really bright, and it's yeah. really refreshing. Actually, I hadn't even thought about this. It's really refreshing to see an action movie that's not just like gray brown no like no, everything is like colors in there. Yeah. all this shit like yep. all of these movies that are coming out have this same color palette and it's like this kind of muddy like call of duty style of coloration <laughs> right. and sure. this movie had like fucking pops it um, does it definitely has those pops it's, it's, it could have been easy too because it's Nolans, right so it could have been easy to be gr- like really dark and heavy and brilliant, yeah you know and instead they just like upped the color yeah and, and I'm willing it, to bet yeah. that that was that that's actually Actually, it's interesting that you brought up the Nolans thing, Ben, because I didn't even think about that. But New Orleans, it, typically, like you know, it, it it is associated with very vibrant colors and a very vibrant yep. culture. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, the, the, I feel like there is sort of that conversation for any pre-production meeting happening with a story set in New Orleans. Like, okay, like are we doing like seedy, dark, and grimy, which they do in this, yep. or are we doing like a, a vibrant, flashy, like uh, neon saturated colors? And and it seems like at this pre-production meeting that someone was like, well. Can't we just do fucking both? <laughs> they were just like, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, scene, why don't more people? That one scene toward the beginning mm-hmm. when Jamie Foxx goes into the, the, the project and it's like every mm-hmm. wall is covered in like bright paint. The whole yep. fucking thing is like yep. gorgeous. Really, you know what that dynamic. reminded me of? That uh, that sort of set dressing really reminded me of the Candyman set dressing from the original nineties oh, yeah. Candyman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah they could. also like anytime that they are investigating in like the first act, uh, Cabrini Green. Like there is like every wall has those very like striking, colorful uh, graffiti back backdrops and yeah. stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's even in the fucking posters that they have, and in in the mm-hmm. the the, the uh, outfits that they wear 
too. You know, Joseph Gordon. Oh, that red character. coat. He, he has a red coat. Joseph Gordon Levitt has black and, and 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 gold Saints jersey. Like, it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they play with those colors. It it also kind of reminds me of the uh, Netflix uh, Marvel hero shows too. Very much so. That mm, some of that which I have not seen. Yeah, with like uh, each character, Luke Cage, Daredevil, they each have their own color scheme um, mm. that's prominent in a lot of the background. All, All right. right. My, uh, Matt, my second my second yeah. good is uh, the chemistry between mm-hmm. uh, like Robin, the young girl. Yeah, and, Dominique Fishback. Yeah, yeah, Dominique Fishback and, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and her and Jamie Foxx and like I just, I felt like she did a really good job of like being a glue between the pieces and, yeah. um, and I felt like the acting from the main characters was all solid. It was all mm-hmm. really solid. Um, and I, I have a, I have a big old soft spot in my heart for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, yeah. I, I, I've liked, I don't, I don't think there's a movie he's done that I didn't like him in, even if I didn't necessarily like the movie. Like the movie. Sure. I get that. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like the three of them did a really good job of making the, like making it enjoyable to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, I'm a thousand percent with you on that. Yeah. The chemistry is they lift those words off that page and uh, we can talk about the dialogue in itself soon but yeah I agree I agree with you soon, soon enough soon enough yeah. uh, uh, Ian uh, what do you what do you have brother okay so for my second good I think there there are a few things that I wanted to do I was I was gonna take the time to highlight Dominique Fishback which I'm glad okay. you did uh, so I, I am gonna I'm gonna sort of pivot and try to find a second good um, I think my second good that I'm gonna I'm going to propose would be I really like I'm conflicted on listing this one as a good because and we've talked about this off record I'm going to talk about it on record now I am conflicted about putting this as a good because I think this is while this is a a, a pro for me a good a boon to the movie it also ends up being this movie's downfall Uh, and what that is is a pay up uh, set up and pay off this film for the most part does a fantastic job narratively of setting up conventions rules uh, red herrings smoking guns they 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 set up a whole ton of stuff and do an excellent job of 90 percent of the time that that set up getting a really satisfying payoff and that is something that is so very rarely uh it's tricky because i feel like there are a ton of hollywood films that fucking flounder and fail at that and here we have a netflix uh action film crime thriller that that's doing it really well i I think yeah set up and pay off for me is gonna be my second big good that this film i think does it excellently yeah fair enough fair fair enough indeed all right i guess that leads me to my second good um i like the way the uh the abilities are um displayed um and the way they operate and the way they work in this uh world of fiction um there's sort of like design sort of or the mechanics the the abilities the mechanic of the ability the way the pill affects the human body in this that makes Mm, mm -hmm. um the way that functions the way it's written i think it's really cool now one can make a case for i wish they may have fleshed out a few things but this is a good um and i do on the surface level enjoy that concept it has been done before but i think Mm -hmm. it's just uniquely done here to where it works um also with the of just not knowing what you might get and it also could potentially kill you raises Mm -hmm. the stakes a little bit for this it's just not willy-nilly like i am going to take this pill and hopefully i'm okay you know what i mean or like this is gonna last for so long i think they specifically had that in the narrative to sort of explain away like this is why everybody ain't popping these things exactly like you know robin banks and shit right (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
uh, it's fucking dangerous. It is not. It is very much on. It's it's a beta drug, right? It's right, like, right. This is very fucking new, and we don't know what's gonna happen. It's if you take it, you know, hey, you might you might you, explode. You might fucking explode. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is fucking. I you know I think so. Really cool. Can I posit that? Yeah, it might be more accurate to say that you're a fan of the world building in this film. No, okay. <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's, I'm specifically Cut out, Ian. the <laughs> sorry. I know. I, no, no, I, I appreciate this film because I think this film is like the antithesis to something like Bright, where right, like the exactly. world building had a bunch of setup, no payoff. Continue. Right, right. Uh, and I not to say I absolutely hate the world building. I just like this particular element of the world building. Sure. That makes sense. Absolutely, um, yeah, absolutely. And I didn't mean to be like. You know to uh, stop. No, yeah, do not or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> just funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, just, I said what I said. Yeah, yep, you didn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's that just that particular element. I I do love. I'm also a sucker for hero films and any type of twist on it. And I no, I'll, I'll sit down and you might you might have me for a little bit. Um, but yeah, the world building is interesting because I might have a couple of points about that in the bad. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to the bad. Um, Ian, you want to go first on this one? Sure. I'll, I'll take the uh, I'll take the bad. Okay. My first bad, just to like sort of keep them together, uh, is going to be set up and payoff. Like if you're going to do it so well for the first fucking 80 percent, 85 to 90 percent of your goddamn movie, mm-hmm. why are you going to throw it all out the window for a deus ex machina at the end? Yep. Like that's a that's a minor spoiler. So I do apologize. I'm not going to talk about the circumstances around it. Right. Uh, because I, I for the most part, I do enjoy everything that happens in the third act. It's just it felt like they did a really good job of being like everything in this story, no matter how fantastical no matter how sort of far-fetched like we we take a moment to at least set up that moment beforehand Mm. and maybe that's like i think i do think it was intentional their removal or or, or rather this deus ex machina like i think it was supposed to be like a surprise or a mystery surrounding uh uh, like these powers and whatnot but Mm -hmm. but it really just sort of read as like oh but we can't have uh anything too dour anything too sad so it's time for uh time for the world to like for for everybody's day to like end well and it's like okay like you just it told me a gritty crime thriller where there are like dirty cops and and people mm-hmm. like the, the rich are testing drugs on fucking poor people and like, you yeah, yeah you just told me this great fucking for lack of a better term i hate this word but quote unquote edgy story and then to just like sort of like softball softball the ending like that it, it felt it felt really cheap and i was very i was very frustrated because i was so ready to say this was the best action movie netflix had ever made i was so ready yeah and they, yeah. they really whiff right at the end Ugh. They, yeah, they, just, they do man. not. They drop they, the ball. They, yeah, well, they they set up a lot of. They do a lot right, and stuff goes like really neatly. And then, yeah, there's this moment where you're like, really, really. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Y- y'all could do better than that. Come on. Now. You could do better than that. You can also like. I am so. so I, I I don't know how much of this was like the initial writer's intention. Like you know, there, there's always that sort of. A, a debate of how much gets changed or lost once you bring it to the big wigs. Once you bring it to the money, mm-hmm. like how much does the story stay the same? Does it stay the same story? Yeah. I think there's a part of me that, you know, Matson Tomlin probably may have written a, a, a version of this script that is 12 to 15 minutes longer where all of my qualms get addressed. 
you know, where where all of this mis like this misstep never happens. I I genuinely do think that someone was like, hey, if you want to get this made into a movie, you got to make the ending like this. And it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It reminds yeah. me of um, the theatrical ending of uh, the movie Blade Runner. So, so like the director's mm. cut of Blade Runner, right, ends on this kind of like cliffhanger moment where you're like, oh shit, like what's gonna happen next? Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know Ridley Scott wanted it that way and made it that way. And then the producers were like, you know, uh, I think people, the audience might not get it, uh, and and you know they might not appreciate it. So what if we just use fucking B footage from The Shining and then stick Harrison Ford doing a shitty voiceover in which he's clearly pissed off that he's doing it on it. And then that's better. And it's not. It's not, you know, where he's just like, and everything worked out fine. And we were happy. And we went to Canada. Can I? Oh, my God. That's actually, that's true. I am so glad that I've never seen that version. It's fucking Garbo. It's fucking Garbo. It's so bad. Oh, my God. And they literally use, like, you know, the, the opening shots of The Shining where it's like the helicopter and the car driving they used uh unused cuts from that they didn't even shoot anything else they were just like we got this helicopter footage and like just pooped it on at the end and that's kind of how the ending feels for me is that like someone was like you gotta do you gotta do it where the audience knows that everything's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and and this actually feeds into my first bat Um, yeah you want to take it i do i do want to take it i and there's a caveat to this i don't super duper like the writing um i think that i i I think the dialogue is okay, kind of quippy, but um, A... I think the authors, the, the writers, do not trust their audience to not mm. be dumb. Going back to the thing that you always cite, give them two plus two, not four. This is like a mm. four movie all the way. You don't need the first 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. If you started with Jamie Foxx going into the project, you would get all the information you need. The first, I clocked it, the first 15 minutes of this movie are pure exposition in which people talk about it. It's not ne- it's it's telling, not showing. And then when you mm. get to the show part, you're like oh this is fucking sick why didn't we lead off with this you know like why didn't you hook me with the like crazy ass action sequence and instead it's like you just have some vaguely hispanic man talking you know which is another problem I have is that it's like there's always you know it's the the enemy du jour in Hollywood it's like it used to be you know it used to be Russians and all the bad people were Russians and then for a while during you know the post 9-11 it was like vaguely Arabic people and now it seems increasingly to be like vaguely Hispanic people where they're like and yeah I know (laughs) and they're like kind of they're they're like hiding it a little bit where they're like yeah he's like you know but he's not actually you know he's he's like wearing a suit he's not you know this isn't a stereotype but it's like I I don't know there's just something I think overall the writing is lazy Mm. however and this is my little caveat it also is thematically very good and and that's something that I've been kind of like struggling with is that there are these actually really good themes and Ian you mentioned this off record wherein like they are you know like the themes of uh, government and for-profit agencies testing things out on disenfranchised communities and like you know you you referenced like the the crack epidemic of the 80s and like mm-hmm. I, I think that there are thematically this movie is actually quite good but it doesn't trust its audience to be smart enough to go along with it 
and in the process dumbs itself down like too much. Mm. Um, I think that's valid. I don't agree with you about the 15 minute opening stuff because oh, like, I didn't mind the whole bank chase scene with Joseph Gordon Lovett no, and everything. No, that, that happens. That is. Um, is that post projects? Are we sure? Yeah, that's post. That's post. The first, mm. the first, uh, the first 15 minutes are the shot where he comes out and he displays the pills and he's like, this is power. And you're like, all right. right. And then the next one is uh, you've got. It's the drug deal, right? Robin and the drug deal. And then he gives her the bike and like, and then they like talk and then she goes home. It's and about her then, story. Yeah. And then that's, and then it starts with Jamie Foxx. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is start with Jamie Foxx kicking some fucking ass. And yeah, like, get that hook because right the thing the is yeah. you don't need, yeah. we don't need the explanation. We don't need that first scene. We understand the concept of fucking superpowers. We understand right. the concept of take a thing, get a thing. Like, that's not new, you know? And and so the fact that they felt the need to explain it is just like, I, I felt that it, again, it doesn't, they don't trust their audience to not be dumb. And and in the process, they make themselves dumber. So it spoon feeds a little bit. Is it that, definitely that sort of like a way feeds. to like tie up yeah. that sort of. Yeah. Gives you that spoon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my first B is that it's it spoon feeds and it doesn't trust its audience to like follow it, even though its plot is not uh, so, this, again, Again, it's this isn't fucking primer. Like this is not, you know, right. no charts are needed for this movie. Trust your audience a little bit. <laughs> anyway, that's my first beat. I think that's great. Ben. Yeah. Um I you know I guess my point would be to go off my last point is I wish the the world building was a little bit more fleshed out to be honest with you I know that's like oh but they do do a good job of that yeah I think that's just the nature of it being a film Um, and uh, give you a sneak peek of maybe where I'm heading when we do the reboot Uh, I just think it needs to be a longer series because it's Mm. just like it's so much going on here it's so much underneath yeah real quick let me ask you this real quick is what did you want to see fleshed out more Uh, just the police and how they interact with the community Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. some of the seedy underground folks too I feel like that kind of got rushed a little bit especially Mm -hmm. towards the end which left us to be like oh okay this is very stereotypical bad guys oh this this lady's a bad guy this person's a bad you know what I mean like sure yeah "Mm, okay yeah you were doing some interesting stuff and then we got here and I think flushing that out the CD underbelly of of knowledge just a little bit more and I think it just goes with the medium that they chose and I don't know why it could be money it could be of course they can't have fucking Jamie Foxx for multiple se- seasons it's just not his thing uh, <laughs> so they're like well we got we, okay we'll just make it a movie I don't know how that process was I do think a show like th- or a movie like this deserves to be fully flushed out with a series this is one of those things I talk about this a lot of the time a lot of movies now I think do a better would be better at making the world not that the world doesn't feel real it does but just giving us a little bit more detail into that world um just i think multiple episodes i mean again it could be a series it could be two more movies on the way i would hope so because i want i want to see more of this and so yeah they did a couple of things right right they gave me a taste of what it is and they were like maybe there's a sequel in the works because we are willing to try that because it's netflix but also i was like well let's make this movie work first give me something you know what i mean and then we can talk about that i don't know that's just me it's my personal opinion Mm -hmm. i think uh those things those elements could have been flushed up just a bit more yeah i think that's totally fair you know i'm not a fan of uh saying that like there's something about me that is hesitant to be like this would be better as a series i'm not i'm not crazy about that just because it feels like an easy way to be like 
oh, it, it would just be easier if they had more time. But there are, there are tons of films that build great worlds in uh, maybe even uh, a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. Let me. I'm actually curious because Project it's Power runs two at hours. an hour 53. And The Fifth Element runs at a two, two hours and six minutes. So like th- this is sort of like uh, where, where like I think with 12 more minutes, you could have gotten everything you wanted. Like I think, Maybe, I yeah, think that sounds. Sure. I think that sure. sounds like it's it's promising a lot. But I think no, you absolutely. I think you can tell a lot had... of great stories in a movie without necessarily having to stretch it into a series. Like I, I, I think there is a cut of this script. I don't know if they filmed it. That is like two hours and twelve minutes, two hours fifteen minutes. Just because my fir- my first bad. First of all, I think it ties into that. With no spoilies. But also, I think it would also help address your sort of qualms because that that is something that's frustrating. Is that the themes that they touch on do sort of fall off. I.e. Right. Police who aren't there to actually help the community. Uh, yeah. the, the rich taking advantage of disparaged communities. Sorry, right. go ahead. Exactly. No, and I I think right now, for that sole purpose in and of itself, yes, a movie can tell a beautiful story, have world building, maybe 12 minutes would have worked. The reason my brain goes immediately to the series is because I think that is so important than just an hour or two hours. I think that can be explored in episodes. I think it hits stronger in episodes, personally. So, like, you want to see, essentially, like, The Wire with superpowers? Fuck yes. Because I Especially would right actually now. show up for that. I would fucking watch that. That's ex- yes, ex- yeah. it, for right that now, cool. I want that to be... I want cake give me cake give me an un- give me layers into that yeah. you can do that in two hours you can do that in three hours i could i could easily amend what i said and say okay give me 30 minutes or 12 more minutes and that's fine it's a very valid point with this personally for me and wanting it to really sink in to our society something like this i think serves a stronger purpose in a series so for us to fully digest and just sit with but you can always go back and watch this again and sit it you sit with it and also 20 minutes of an extra could totally work alternately they could just take the wasted 15 minutes at the beginning and Mm -hmm. like just use those extra 15 to flesh out the world more and show more of the dynamics you know that's me being selfish me being like ben wants to see more of this stuff because well, because then by that same logic, it. things like uh, Defive Bloods would have been served better as a series. Like, uh, uh, you can no, at- no, no. I don't think the Five Bloods would have. Uh, boy, this is a whole different discussion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I was saying, like, with, with movies, like, I, I think can, that you can tell all of these stories with all of those themes in films. And I think I, 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 I think it's much more interesting, at least for me, to talk about how you could have uh, changed project power while still keeping it a film it feels too easy to be like these are things that i think they could have just like with like 11 more hours they could have talked about really well well i think that's actually harder because now you're stretching out fully flushing out these things i think it's a harder thing to do than to make it into two hours you know what i mean i i think it's difficult and i i have so many thematic reasons as to why the five Mm -hmm. bloods works better as a movie as opposed to this one. And we can talk about that all day. Sure. But I I I I sincere I personally believe in my brain the way it works. It's like a comic book. How about this? Comic book movies, yes. They they are a series of movies. You have an entire saga of MCU, but they still have those movies within themselves that vaguely, you know what I mean, have sure. t- like standalone. Stuff. Stand- yes. It's just with comic books you when you when you see it, when you know what they're going for, you're like give me the next issue. I because they're 
again with Courtney B. Vance's character. Could this all have been done in 15 minutes? For sure, for sh for sure. But the, the Five Bloods thematically is almost written as a book, as opposed to this is written as a graphic novel. Those are two separate entities that work best in different forms. Books can, yes, you can have a series of books, but generally books are, this is the book. This is beginning, middle, end. You can get this in this fucking book. And if you like it enough, and if it's a fucking YA novel, then maybe it's a series, but more, more than likely this is it. Graphic novel, you're getting issues. And it just fits in that mold for me personally. Um, but yeah, that is, that's my, the world building is not shit to say any means of that. I just want more. That's it. Legit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For my second bad, I'm going to say it's not much of a spoiler to talk about how, like what, what Jamie Foxx his character wants right like I, i'm not i'm not going to talk about what he specifically wants jamie fox in this film has a daughter i do wish that their relationship was a little more fleshed out um that's like the only thing that really sticks out to me is that the chemistry between him and Dominique Fishback is really good and their relationship is very clear and concise and it's sort of meant to serve as I guess a surrogate for the relationship with his daughter but in the end the film asks us to care about the the relationship with his daughter without having ever really done a whole lot of work to show us the two together and why their relationship should be cared about so strongly so I think that's my my second bad is that like there is a there is a relationship in this film that is eventually asked of the audience to be the central uh, emotional conflict, and it doesn't necessarily earn that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, no. agree. I agree. I agree with that. that. I agree with that one. Yeah. That, Again, uh, staying, yeah. stating that uh, I really actually enjoy the relationship between him and Robin's character, Dominique Fishback's character, because first of all, she's really great. I love uh, the school daydream sequence that she has. I love... She, she's just really solid in this film uh, and I can't wait to see her doing more she keeps getting cast and stuff I think we actually just said her name she's going to be in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah which is really exciting oh nice um, but yeah like their re the relationship between Robin and god what's Fox's character's name Art the relationship between them two is really fleshed out and great uh, in the end it's not the relationship that we're asked to like really care about like we we care about it it's there because the work has already been done but like the film is like okay great and now care about this thing too and they've right. done very little to actually flesh it out unfortunately yeah i agree with that i didn't realize machine gun kelly was newt well would you look at that <laughs> yeah he wasn't that <laughs> yeah he's the he's the fire guy he's he's yeah, the, yeah, robin's yeah. cousin guy. yeah oh yep. minor spoilers maybe i don't know it's like nah, it's fine it's, like it's in the trailers it's, deal with it's it in the beginning of the movie yeah people that's my that's my second spoilers bad. people get superpowers uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> my second bad is that the film asks you to pivot emotionally in the third act without actually setting any of that up despite them setting up so much other solid stuff yeah mm. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. It's a good point. And it's such an unfortunate one. Um, we're at a second point. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. That's that's seconds, that was baby. your second it's the second helpings. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I. Uh, my. My second point, um, which I talked about uh, before we started recording, is that I really, really hate it when Hollywood writers that clearly don't know anything about science talk science. I hate it. I hate it so much. Mm. I. I hate the whole like you know like did you know you you only use eight percent of your brain and if you take this pill your brain can make you psychic and you can fly and like i hate all that shit and like this while not that is also dumb because
is the whole idea is that it's like tapping into DNA and like this person just the idea that like yeah we share similar strands of DNA that's mm-hmm. not how DNA works like just <laughs> right. because you have this like a shared amount of DNA with a banana doesn't mean you get banana powers like it, <laughs> it just fucking doesn't it just doesn't and right. and every time every time I see one of these plots it's and it's always like take this pill and unlock your like DNA's potential or unlock blah 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 I'm always just like uh just shoot me in the face I I hate sure. it so much because it's because it's dumb and because if you know anything about science it it immediately distracts to the point where you're like well this is fucking stupid now whereas if they were like yeah we have these pills no one knows why but they do this I'd be like all right I'm in like I don't yeah. need to know why you don't need to fucking explain why right. these people in like, Bioshock we don't know why the plasmids you just right. you just everything. put them in your you arm know they do hallucinate right. violently and then you can shock people yeah yeah and, right. and this is the same thing where it's like I and and yeah they do a cool quote-unquote cool tie-in with it uh wherein it's like different people get different things and it's related to some specific thing like but I just I I just think it's dumb and I don't like it. And I, I would have liked it more if it had just been unexplained, a little vaguer. Just like sure. there's something that is like, because, and also like all of that, like all the explanations for it, including like the Jamie Foxx exposition, all that stuff. I was just like, this is bad. It's dumb science. It's, it's like just dumb science. And, yeah. and I, and it took, it took me out um, because you don't need science. Like we got shorthand. And they use shorthand for other things. Like they don't mm-hmm. they don't take the time to explain that like evil corporations and like governments are behind this. They're just like, look, that white woman's in a suit. Like she's in a pantsuit. Hate her. And we're like, cool, fuck that woman. Like, right. <laughs> like I hate her. This guy's got a goatee and a slight accent. He's evil. And we're like, I'm on it. Right. Can't wait for him to die. Like shorthand exists so that you can be a little bit lazy with it. And um and, and I, I know in the past I've God, I really do hate people with goatees, don't I? Yeah. No, Hollywood has sort of engendered me against you. I'm going to like automatically assume you're doing something shifty if I see you with a goatee. <laughs> with a I know. Goatee. I know. I uh yeah, no. No, sir. I do not want to contribute to fucking Greenpeace. I don't believe you're with them. You have yeah. a goatee. Thanks Star Trek for that shit. That's Star Trek all day. Oh yeah. <laughs> they just know that they're an evil twin of someone. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh man. I just I I yeah, I think that like we have they utilize these they utilize shorthand for so much of the stuff um, that I kind of think is 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 lazy, but like ugh, whatever, you know, it's an action. I really, movie. I really appreciate uh, this dichotomy that has uh, been born in this episode, Matt. Wherein, and this is not a critique of you. I do not want you to see it as this at all. I think this is actually wonderful because it is a hundred percent accurate and true. This movie uh, for you simultaneously is uh, it t- trying to be too dumb and too smart. Yeah, it is. 
It is. <laughs> and I well, love and that. I and and my my guess for that is that actually it, it's just dumb. I actually think that if the thing is if you're trying to be smart, you're probably not being smart. True. Mm. But yeah, I agree with you. It, this is simultaneously trying to be uh, trying to be smart and also not trusting its audience to be smart. Okay, there you go. It's uh, a good point. Very valid. I'd point like there. to, if if go I ahead. may, I'd like to offer just a little bit of pushback because I did offer Ben you a little bit of pushback as yeah, well. Sure. I, I think that uh, I do agree that I don't think the science in this film is good by any stretch of the imagination. And I do agree that I think at times it, e- it is even a little bit of a detractor that uh, they ask us to make these huge leaps, these huge, uh, like, suspensions of our disbelief um but i also think that they're kind of aware of that because there was something in this that felt hokey to me like they like uh, to kind of come back to that a uh, graphic novel quality that that you identified ben like it felt kind of like listen we know like uh, you're not asking why peter parker's genetics get rewritten by the radiation spider like mm-hmm. uh, 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 there's animal dna and when you put it in your body Maybe it make you go uh, get strong. Maybe it make you go boom. You know, like uh, I don't know. I, sure. I I agree that the science is really fucking dumb, though. It's so it's <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> it's just especially dumb. especially once you pointed out the whole beginning introduction thing. Like I do remember kind of being like, okay, great. You could have told us all of this in media res. Like we didn't need the whole yeah. like welcome to power. I know. Shahala. Yeah. Anyway, ben, that's my uh, second wait, bad. That was your second bad. That's I gave a second bad. bad. Ben, ben, is it you? What's your second yeah, bad? Uh huh. And I will add on to that point. Just two seconds and then I'll get into my second bad which is why I would have made for a great series you have you entice mm-hmm. us with what do these how do these powers operate and you and well until maybe the ending box. of the season it's just like this is and then you have maybe hopefully by then someone who knows a little bit about how shit works and can come up with a comp <laughs> like an actual decent explanation uh, as to what's going on um, but that's neither here nor there my second bad and I don't you know what I really don't have too many bads about this movie like it's for me it's just all right, it's mm-hmm. pretty solidly good, but there aren't. This is a like a competently made film. So my second bad is I want to see more Courtney B. Vance, man. Mm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my boy. First of all, Courtney B. Vance is probably having the best year of his fucking career. He's I, killing maybe, it right now. But, but at least the last three to four years, he's been killing it, and he's one of the the best actors in the game right now. The most underrated actors, him, Jeffrey Wright, um, and the gentleman who uh, was in, uh, God, I, whatever. He'll come to me later, hopefully. Uh, but Papa yeah, John. My, and Michael Papa John. Michael Papa John. <laughs> this man's doing work and nobody's doing talking work. about no it. No one's talking, Shout he's probably in this Michael somewhere. Michael Papa John, everybody. <laughs> Michael Papa uh, which is crazy because I I love him. He's only in this for a second, and I'm like, how you 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 have one of the best actors in the game. You're you're not even gonna utilize this man. He was yeah. in there for like five minutes. He was in there for a scene, and then each time I was like, each scene, I'm, I'm looking like, is Courtney coming back? Is mm-hmm. Courtney coming? Oh wow, end of movie. Mm-hmm. I guess he did. Yeah, <laughs> he was really get, that character gets really like, dropped off. That is, a, what's that really, is a severe loose thread. Yeah, right. like what's it really is. frustrating about that is they literally like take the time like towards the end of second act going into third yeah. act like for Joseph Gordon-Levitt to be like, oh, that's right, my relationship with him. Okay, right. and then it's like a phone call and a voicemail and that's about it. Can I, I, can I, I also, can I just say, I really hate yeah. how they were basically like, all right, and now Jamie Foxx is just going to explain what happens next and then we'll move on. Yeah. I, and I was, yeah. I was like, guys, come on. Like, it's time and budget at that point. I, yeah. I guarantee you that like they went <laughs> in with X amount of money and then someone at Netflix, they either ran over time or budget and someone at Netflix was like, great, well, uh, Jamie Foxx <laughs> can just say it all because... 
<laughs> you, yes, we're not giving you money. any more money. Yeah, and we can't. I'm sure there are scenes, deleted scenes with Courtney B. Vance's character in them. They were like, just like, I genuinely gazed. think again, yeah. if this, if they weren't going to film a two hour and twenty minute version of this script, uh, is, so there may not be a cut of that. I think there is a cut of this script that is genuinely mm-hmm. great that addresses all of our concerns. Like I genuinely <laughs> believe this. You know, it's 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 upsetting a little bit and disappointing because you like you know these people can write a movie if they wanted to. You you well, see it in there. You like you guys can fucking i know you guys can write a fucking brilliant piece of, f- yes. of film <laughs> just, and you, you know how happened. we know this because yep. the evidence is all there <laughs> it's like it's like it's like someone movie. laid down all of the fucking wooden parts of the train track and then just never yep. put the metal railings like, <laughs> just, i know what this <laughs> is like, there's only one thing it could yeah. be and you know what the, the sad part is i'm certain that they are aware of it they're aware of it they're like oh we yeah know. he's like we know <laughs> you, you someone behind yeah. the scenes was like listen we want to tell the uber dark story about police corruption and how it like ravages communities but for now the audience want the fireman and we need him fast <laughs> Fire, fireman go brr, brr. yeah we, we we tested this with audiences and that's all they said they said exactly we want fireman fireman we're fire fireman man. give more fire give, give fire <laughs> What about the complexities of the fire? Community? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Well, Give more fire. Yes, yeah. So it's a what? Yeah, but animal like, burst <laughs> into flame. Matt, Matt, it's called thermoregulation. Look it oh, up. Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm yeah. being facetious. I don't know if it reads without my hand gestures. Listener, I'm being facetious. I just yeah. that is like that was the bit where like when they explained that I was like hold up like you no can't, and you raise an excellent point you can't there's science another and then also dumb <laughs> there's another person that's bulletproof and you're right there's not a lot of animals that are bulletproof yeah i mean i think maybe elephants are like actually genuinely impervious to small arms fire i can't remember sure yeah but like they're not not like that it's just that they got thick skin and they're big so like their yeah. internal organs are deep in there like it's just yeah oh yeah no i'm not i'm not no. trying to help justify any of this <laughs> at all like i'm just saying like uh, i'm trying to ease our psychic damage. i'm sorry i'm yeah. sorry for um, my outburst it's okay it's <laughs> okay uh the point i was making is uh <laughs> cbv more of him please more of him absolutely please yeah i i absolutely. need that movie uh and that's that's my that's my bad uh and i think we're done right gentlemen with the bad that's all the bads bbs it's time yeah. to get on to the remakes remake time Ooh. Cool. all right okay so uh who's kicking off the remakes friends uh, Who has i will because i went yeah last. you should go you should go, go for it okay. yes ben okay, cool, cool, cool. what are you doing when hollywood inevitably recycles this story in about five to ten years what would I, change I, how are you gonna do it differently yeah and i kind of like spoiled it a little bit uh it's only because I pushed. I was like, I was like, yeah, tell me. It's tell okay. Me. <laughs> uh, let me amend it here. I still think mm. it would make a great series. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna back off from that. But let's Absolutely. say, let's say they're like Ben. We just don't have enough money for a five season like series and you're gonna order how many episodes 12 to 15 we've been come on dude seriously Mm -hmm. i'm like okay 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 okay. i got you you know okay even though you're almost a trillion dollar organization whatever okay (laughs) um let's say we do a trilogy of sorts all right let's make it a clear trilogy but without that bullshit of like focusing on the trilogy aspect let's make good solid movies first right right and then have a tag at the end and see how that works um yeah so i would have a, a trilogy um you know what fuck all that let's make it a series i'm gonna go back to my series fuck that stick i say hey guns. netflix stick fuck to you. those guns yeah i was like fuck you i'm going to amazon amazon's like yeah dude we don't give a shit <laughs> 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 it's like all right cool 
cool. Jeff so Bezos now is like, like, what's money? Monet? <laughs> Monet? <laughs> yeah, the yes, painter. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm familiar, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah. own all his works. Yeah, right. I'll, uh, I'll order about eight episodes. Uh, me and someone else show running the motherfucking shit. Uh, we make it like The Wire very much. So um, we have a MacGuffin and we work hard to obtain said MacGuffin. Uh, um, and I'll leave it at that without spoiling anything. Uh, let's get, let, yeah, make us work hard for these explanations. Make the audience work hard for the ultimate goals. Mm -hmm. Make us want them so much. Give us more obstacles for Jamie Foxx's character and explore that dynamic between him and uh, Joseph Gordon-Lovett's character. Give us more about the police corruption. I want episodes, backstories about Courtney B. Vance's character. He is familiar with fucking um, series. Anyway, hopefully he is old and uh, young and healthy enough to do it when we, this is done in 10, 15 years. Um, <laughs> hopefully they all are. Uh, yeah, and also fi fine writers. This is one of the things that bothered me. Um, even though I love Dominique uh, Fishback's performance, is a lot of people have a hard time writing for teenagers, and this showed here. Oh yeah, teenagers do not speak that way. I'm mm. sorry. I can buy it to a point because I do love her performance and I love the way she interacts with the adults. But like, when you're in school, teenagers don't talk that way. I need you to. Right. I will actually fuck. I will hire a goddamn teenager or like a, as a consultant. <laughs> be like, nigga, does this look good? They're like, <laughs> we don't say that. It was like, cool. <laughs> Substitute these adjectives for something that you will work with. Uh, right. And I don't know why that's so hard. It, it's like, it, uh, anyway, that's a whole different discussion. Maybe we'll talk about it also, later. Also, while we're at it, can yeah. we not have a white guy writing it? Yeah. yeah. Because, yes, because let me just yes. say, uh, it felt white at times. <laughs> yes, you mm, did have mm -hmm. moments. It, felt, did have moments. it uh, felt real yeah. white at times. I definitely think Jamie Foxx, being that he has a lot of pull, definitely in moments were like, hey, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Which helps it, it which help which helps it a great ton. But there are moments where you're like, uh <laughs> head tilt. Hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. So that diversity is always great. Even this is interesting. The yeah. writer is actually Romanian. Yeah, he is. Interesting. No, so which which strikes me because it feels like there's uh he was born in 1990 like right in the midst of a Romanian revolution that's what I thought interesting mm -hmm. interesting so he is no he like I'm willing to bet that uh what was it Matson Matson Tomlin yeah Matson Tomlin because it's interesting to me like to sort of like see it uh this story placed in uh post Hurricane Katrina especially mm -hmm. with like uh, some of the sentiments of like hey the government sort of abandoned us and so like you know fuck men in suits like there's like echoes of that that are striking yeah, me about his. Uh, his yeah. his uh, upbringing in Romania. I'm sure he can relate to it. I'm sure he's probably had some consultants that probably weren't credited on I. Like I'm sure they are on IMDb, but they weren't the main focus. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I. It does sound like he had some type of. It seems like it, but there are moments where you're like. You don't quite understand that dichotomy. Um, which again, with the series, you could fully flesh it out. So yeah, I stick by it. You know, I think eight episodes. This probably doesn't Shoot. need to be that long. I would give it like five, four to five seasons. Cut it off at that. Even maybe even three. You can even cut it down to a miniseries. Something that gives us a little bit more depth. And that is what I would do when it's inevitably rebooted. I know that's always my option because I always, if it's a good movie, I'm always like more. Give me more. Absolutely, which, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, who else wants to take the reboot? Ian. I'll go for. I'll go for it. Uh, so what I would do differently for Project Power, I think everybody has uh, raised some really good concerns and flaws that this film had. My first thing would be to absolutely stop dumbing it down. Yeah. My second thing would be to tack on like another fifteen-ish minutes because I think you can accomplish a lot with that fifteen minutes. I think you can. 
um, not lose the thread with Courtney B. Vance. I think you can flesh out all the relationships that we are asked to care about in this film in that time. Just thinking about how Bong Joon-ho used time in Parasite, literally Mm -hmm. he gets... And I think it's like a a two and a half to three minute long montage. He gets five characters to essentially we we cross the span of like weeks and months over the span of two and a half minutes and really get us to like understand how all of these people conceivably got hired and took the positions of the folks whose jobs they were stealing. Like Mm. if, if, if a director can accomplish that in two and a half minutes, like that's months of time, then with 15 minutes, the world is your oyster and you can really, really get into some of this stuff. I would, I would shift the focus of the story from this sort of nebulous, arms dealer corporation being the villain uh like minor spoilers there but like there is like just like a nebulous group and like they're kind of the bad guys uh and i would i would instead sort of uh talk about like policing in the communities uh the fundamental failures i I really wanted to spend more time with uh citizens of new orleans and actually see how the communities were being affected by this because we hear about it and we see it a little bit but i'd like to actually spend uh that sort of somber time that some movies allow us to spend with uh people who are struggling you know you don't often see that in action movies but that's something i would do that's me saying i would change like like, this has been a nebulous remake by Ian, but it would essentially, like, <laughs> right. I think shift sort of very slightly. I want to keep the visual style. I want to keep the, the the grit and the performances. I want to keep all of that if possible and just sort of, like, really deepen the themes of the community and how they're being affected by inadequate policing and uh, the drugs and corporations. See the human effect to all of this. And that's that, what I would change. You know what? That You can apply that to any Batman movie, too. Jesus. You could. I, yeah. I saw a really great thread. We don't have to talk about this right now because it's totally off, off, off track, but there was a great thread about mm-hmm. Batman's only superpower being a complete, total piece of shit. Yep. You know, we should definitely have like a podcast uh, where we just kind of talk about problematic stuff like that. Period. <laughs> I just honestly, yeah. uh, but because I can talk about this fucking all day because it's literally know. right in the future, palm of your future. fucking hand. Uh, all right. Uh, Thank you, Matt, Ben, for getting us back on track. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Matt, what you, what you got? Cause I, I, I initially got us off track, to be fair. So it's only my duty to get us back on. Uh, uh, okay, what you got, Matt? Okay. First things first. First things first. I'm I'm cutting all the dumb science. Uh, cutting cutting the mm-hmm. the fucking animal explanation. All that shit gone. There's mm. a thing. It gives you superpowers. Maybe it's kind of like based on your internal character. Like no one knows, but it's kind of like you know how the Incredibles all have powers that kind of match their personality. You can do something yes. like that, but you don't really have to go into it a lot. And I would, yeah, I think outside of that, I would spend a lot more time focusing on the impact that the influx of this has on a community, how mm-hmm. it would shift the dynamics of things and, you know, how people use it for good or evil, you know, mm-hmm. and complicated because the only person you ever see it for using it for good really is like you know jgl yeah joseph gordon levitt the white cop um and it's like why not like you know there there's a lot you can do with it and they don't they don't talk about how it affects the the community how it shapes the world and all of the powers are like weaponized inherently but they don't necessarily need to be there are other things you know like the there's the the one guy who can like you know kind of chameleon his way through shit that's a good start i just think there's so much more that could be done in terms of fleshing out how this would actually impact a community and a war and, and like the world 
That's gotcha. what I would do. Right That's on. all. You did remind me of one thing I left out Go of ahead. my remake, which is uh, the cop would actually be a person of color. Yeah. Oh yeah, make the cop a person love, of color who has to reconcile, uh, like the ineffectiveness of their uh, their ranks as like patrolling the communities or whatever. That 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 was something that I had wanted to say in my remake, but forgot. Right yeah. on, right on, right on, right on. All right, that leads us to our rating system. Rating system. All right, uh, Ian, what do you rate this movie? <laughs> so going into this. I don't think it was ever going to be a must-watch, not unless they really tackled those themes that we all talked about uh, in our remake and whatnot. I, I, I initially had it as something to be on the list. I do unfortunately think that with all my qualms that, again, like only arrived in the very latter, like tail end of this film, it, it bumped it down to something for the background. That's mm-hmm. what it is for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of fun action in here. I think there's a lot of great moments, quippy dialogue. In the end, though, uh, I, I couldn't force myself to reinvest as heavily as I did, knowing what I was getting into yeah. initially, you know. All right. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what you got? I, I'm going to agree. I think it is solidly something for the background. Put it on. Spend 15 minutes making yourself some mac and cheese, and then you've ignored all the bullshit in the beginning, and you can watch some <laughs> sick-ass fight scenes while you're eating mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. for the background. Yeah. Um, ben? Okay, yeah, uh, my rating system, man, it, God, this should be on the list. It really should. It should be. It should be, but I cannot. I want to so bad. It was never going to be a must watch, but I wanted to so bad to put it on the list. And, you know, putting it in the background isn't bad. It's just put it in the background. You could probably grab a beer or roll a J or a B or a blunt, you know what I mean? Do your thing. Uh, Smoke, chill. Time just goes by. You know, you find some of the stuff really engaging and cool and some funny and not so cool. And uh, it it won't stress you out watching it. So uh, there you go. And and also having, you know, some beverage or some sport spirit or some type of drug of choice. Uh, you can get past the shitty CGI, that one scene that <laughs> I, I didn't mention. It's really bad. Uh, also, it's a Netflix budget. You know, you do what you got to do. Well, yep. It's going to be in the background for me. Eh, solidly in the background. All right. But but right. but but a must watch if you're on drugs, kids. <laughs> yep. You go ahead and just fucking drop a yeah. bunch of drugs and then watch a movie about drugs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Must watch if you like on some shrooms <laughs> just like that would be wild oh, i mean Jesus. that's the fucking show bbs that's mm, the way it fucking is. goes why don't we do plugs real quick yeah 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 um all right well ben, Matt, who are you people? oh yep never mind we're switching <laughs> it up no i'm this is good this is no. it ben who are you where gotcha. can people find you and what is your preferred brand of deodorant yeah, that one's easy uh my name's ben Jenkins. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. Uh, you can also find me, you, I have a website if you're trying to hire some an actor, um, BenjaminTimothyJenkins.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Benvolio91. You can also find me on Twitter at BenBTJenkins91. Uh, and I will try to get back to you as soon as I possibly can when you hit me up. And my favorite brand of deodorant would be Red Zone, Old Spice. Um, mm. God, uh, Swagger's pretty good. Swagger's a pretty good smell. Or like, um, uh, Aqua Reef is hard to hard to I, show. I'm an Aqua Reef uh, user myself. Yeah, they, they're just really good, man. The, the deodorant, I don't, you know, it could be toxic or whatever, but <laughs> you know what? It's it's also probably not, you know, friendly to animals. And I am a vegan, and I, you know, but God damn, it's the only thing that will cover, you know, mask my scent. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> this is so goddamn good. 
Dude. I know that struggle. I know yeah. that struggle. Mm-hmm. In the gel, not the 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 powder stuff. I oh yeah, it. yeah. Uh, all right, and that's that's me. That's me. Uh, Matt, why don't you tell the people who you are, uh, what you're doing, how to get in contact with you, and what is I don't know your favorite type of eyeglass brand? I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Uh, my name is Matt Frost. You can find me on Facebook as Matt Frost. Uh, my Instagram is Spider and B, like the tattoos on my arms. My email address is mfrostcreative at gmail.com. And you can look at my website, which is mattfrost.art. Uh, and I am currently hanging out in a closet talking with you guys. Outside of that, mm-hmm. I am the producer and editor for this podcast. I am also a writer, and I'm writing a bunch of different stuff, uh, some mm-hmm. of which will be coming down the pipeline. And uh, my favorite eyeglass brand is Ray-Bans. I uh, got them on right now. I love them. They're good. Right High on. quality, dependable, kind of that classic design. Uh, I'm a big fan of them. Big fan. Right on. Yeah. All right. Too true, too true. Uh, Ian, who are you? Mm-hmm. Where can the people find you? And uh, if you were if you were an ice cream flavor, what flavor would you be? Oh. Bringing it back to the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Um, my name's Ian. Mm, uh, I'm an actor in Chicago. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as Ian Muntner, if you care to try to spell that. You can find me on Instagram as SockNinja888, or you can find me on the Twitters as uh, SirYikesALot at BabyGotNack. So I'm not going to go with my favorite flavor, because, you know, I think that that's just like, and I don't think that that's the way it works. I think there's a differentiation. Like, not everyone yeah. is going to be their favorite flavor of ice cream. You may think of yourself in that ideal, but it is not the true you. So my favorite ice cream would be cookies and cream. Not going to say that, though. The ice okay. cream that I would be, I think I'd be Rocky Road, because uh, for a whole host of reasons, but more so being that, like, a dedicated people group of people are like, Fuck yeah, Rocky Road. But it's not like the go-to. You know, it's not like a chocolate. It's not like a, a swirl. It's not like uh, the Superman, you know? It's a it's something that has its place and its time, but it isn't necessarily the uh, the first string ice cream flavor, if you will. Hell yeah. Mm, yeah. Man, I had I Superman that. ice cream for the first time recently. It is unique. That's what I hear. It is, it is <laughs> unique. I will leave it at it that. It is unique. Well, with that, we are going to wrap up the show. But before that, let me tell you what we're going to review for next week. And that I, is uh, The Lost Husband on Netflix, the original Netflix movie. That one should be a doozy. I'm certain it will be a must watch. Cannot wait. Are you really? You're that certain? I cannot wait. I've been longing <laughs> to watch The Lost Husband. Mm, it sounds he so says, professional and legitimate when you laugh at the end. I love I, it. Yeah, I, like, I think you're genuinely sincere. I am so stifle a chortle. Deep down in that silky voice, you can't hide it. Yeah, so that should be uh, fun. Check us out for that on Thursday. And guys, we know there's a lot of shit going on. We know that there's so many more important things going on in the world, which we support. Of course, we support Black Lives Mattering because they fucking goddamn do. Mm -hmm. Um, We know you guys are doing the groundwork. We will definitely have things listed for you to donate, and we'll cover all that in our housekeeping. We know, we know, we know, we know it's a stressful time right now, and November can't get here any fucking sooner, so we can fucking at least put a bayonet on some of this shit, and we get it. We get it. We get it. You're like, Ben, I don't have time to listen to a fucking review. I don't have time. Trust us. Just come and listen to it. Come and listen to it, Mm -hmm. because you can take an hour and some change out of your day to just kind of relax, sit back, eat some of those hors d'oeuvres that Ian talked about earlier. Just chill, baby. These These deviled eggs won't stay good forever. They're not. They have like a six-hour shelf life. 
a six hours. So that means hurry up and watch, listen to this shit. And remember that we are too many flicks and we watch all of the flicks so that you don't have to. Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in again to another installment of Stream Theory. We really hope you are enjoying these, we really love making them for you. We know that we have changed up the segments and structure of the episodes a little bit. We would be so curious to hear your feedback. Also, maybe we haven't covered something that we should cover, or we just haven't talked about something, or you disagree with some of our opinions in these Stream Theories. Whatever the case, however you want to reach out and interact with us, you can do so on our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Too Many Flicks with the number two at the beginning and an X at the end. You can also find us at our Gmail account, which is too many at gmail.com. We are also working on revamping the Patreon, getting a bunch of cool new fun ideas and merch and rewards up there for the people who do help us out over there a huge shout out to you all you're fantastic especially natalie cole who has been there since nearly day one all of you mean the world to us and thank you for your support there but we recognize that these are crazy times so not everyone can support financially doing something like commenting or liking or subscribing on whatever platform you're tuning in on means its weight in gold to small podcasts like us and finally we know that it is an absolute madhouse out there and there are so many more important things that require your attention at this time. We just hope that we can provide you with a little reprieve, a little solace from the madness that has become our world, because it certainly functions as that for us. And we're happy to share that. We just want to finish by saying it's crazy out there. We understand. Please wear your masks. Please wash your hands. Black lives matter. And stay safe. We love you.